Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. And then we'll also read some scriptures in Isaiah 52. Isaiah chapter 51, verse number 9. This is the prophet's exclamation, his appeal unto God in desperate times. He says, awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in ancient days. In the generations of old, art thou not it that hath cut Rahab, that's Egypt, the proud one, and wounded the dragon? Art thou not it which hath dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, that hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over? Now look at the 52nd chapter and verse number 1. Because God responds now to Israel and the prophet calling for God to awake. And God comes back and he says, awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust, arise, sit down, O Jerusalem, loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. I want to preach for a few moments from this subject, just simply this, waking up to God. Waking up to God. That'd be a great thing to wake up to, wouldn't it? Just wake up. God. Would you ask the Lord to help us right now? Jesus, I'm asking you, Lord, you've already done incredible work of the Holy Ghost here today. You've touched hearts and lives. Dear God, we have felt that miraculous intervention, and I'm asking you now to take your word, dear God, and let it become engrafted in our spirit and do yet a greater work, Lord, that has yet to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you lift your hands and your voice to the Lord, and would you make a joyful sound of praise unto our God all across the building now. Praise God. Let's just rejoice in the Lord for a little bit. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. Not sure just quite when it began. It probably was not an intentional thing. It was a just a, a, a thing that just kind of, kind of, took place and nobody really knew how it did take place. It, it may have started, it may have started with just one Sabbath, somebody missed it. They missed one Sabbath, the day of rest, missed one day honoring that Sabbath. Probably in their mind there was maybe some needed things they thought was so vital and important that they, they did not honor the Sabbath. 
began maybe just just not not intentionally but but just 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 happened that that there was a need to stretch the truth just a little bend the facts slightly and then violate that commandment thou shalt not bear false witness just didn't really mean anything it just was convenient the moment it 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 started just just briefly a, a slight attraction to that idol that pagan god what what would hurt with a little pat on its head or just a nod toward and slowly but surely a a a system begin to form one sabbath missed becomes two sabbaths missed and two becomes three and three now becomes four and well you know it now becomes real easy to miss the sabbath and bending the truth now becomes you know you can tie a knot and and just make it whatever you want to make it just a little nod toward idolatry now becomes the fact that I am there. I am in full practice in the worship of that other God. It, it seemed rather innocent, rather harmless, in the fact that there was no, no immediate consequences to any of it. The missed Sabbath, the, the bending of the truth, the nod toward idolatry, just, you know, the brief coveting, of, of my neighbor's wife or goods or just a little disrespect toward mom and dad. Just it, it, didn't, it didn't seem to have any real consequences. Life did go on. It did proceed. The, the wagons rolled up and down the cobblestone streets of Jerusalem. The merchants poured in from, from far and wide, bringing their goods. The market's full, it's humming, it's busy. Money's flowing. Houses are being built. Life is flourishing. And all the time, Israel is, is drifting further and further and further and further and further away from God. Their little turns and twists and bends has now become just an easy lifestyle and practice and, and regard for the temple and sacrifice and worship is now all forfeited and, and life is just rolling on. Everybody seems to be happy. There seems to be a smile on everybody's face. There seems to be no real consequences involved at, at all until it began very slowly. It's like the old frog in the cold water kettle syndrome that uh, it just slowly begins to heat up and you don't realize that things are shifting and changing until they do. And, and suddenly there's, there's just a little diminishing in the market and uh, the, the, the wagons don't come in quite as frequent and, and there's a little turmoil, a little problem here and there, little issues that begin to pop up. But you know that's life and life has its twists and turns and bends and we'll get past this and we'll get through it and we'll get over it and 
We'll move on and nobody is sitting down and putting two and two together. Nobody's really calculating anything. Nobody's really trying to figure out what is indeed happening because it's so subtle and it's so slow and, and it, it's, it's, not, it's not taking place overnight. And slowly but surely until one day they find the enemy at their gate. They find Babylon outside their walls and they find their stalls empty and their merchants are gone and their resources have dried up and their homes are falling apart and life is in an absolute utter chaos and an absolute mess and their years of neglecting the Sabbath, their years of walking on the commandments, their years of forgetting and forfeiting little things here and there with God has suddenly come to in full force to them and they realize they are in an absolute mess. And they don't have the ability and they don't have the strength and they can't put together the army enough to ward off the attacks and the enemy outside the gates and they realize that they are in a very hopeless situation. Very, a very desperate condition and it is in this moment of Isaiah 51 and 9 that the prophet along with the people of God suddenly it, it's like a light bulb comes on in their head it's suddenly after all these years of ignoring God all these years of of forfeiting the Sabbath, all these years of walking on the commandments, all these years of just letting little things go here and there, and the, 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 the culminating of, 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 of idolatry in their life, suddenly they realize that God indeed is my help. He indeed is my very hope. He indeed is the one I need to lean on and trust in. And He indeed is the one I need to look to. And so in Isaiah 51 and 9, they're calling, Awake! Awake! Put on thy strength, O arm of the Lord. Finding themselves in this desperate moment, they had come to believe in their mind. Their circumstances had gave them the picture that God was asleep. That God was somehow or another resting. That he had withdrawn himself and he was not connected. And that God needed to be aroused. God needed to be awakened. If I could just get his attention. He's somehow or another not looking my way. I need to get the attention of God. It was the picture now that their desperate condition had painted to them of God. Their desperate and hopeless hour had caused them to come to believe that God was asleep. And he was distant. And he was not involved. Can I just pause for a moment to tell you that our, our, our little increments of movement away from God is catching up with us? Can I 
tell you our little moments of abandoning just little principles here and little principles there, our twisting this and our twisting that, and our deciding that this is no longer relevant and that's no longer relevant, it's finally catching up with us. It's finally coming around and we're finding ourselves in a world that is hopeless and desperate and we're finding ourselves in this mess and this confusion and the hour is pressing down upon us and we're suddenly realizing that there is this distance between us and God and we, we're, 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 we're in, in the final analysis of it all we're calling out and saying God! Wake up! Why have you gone to sleep on me? Why, God, have you allowed yourself to be so withdrawn? Come on, God. Wake up. Wake up, God. We need a little help. We need a little intervention down here. We need you to step into some of our mess, our homes, our environment. We, we, we need you to, to help us in this crisis and this dilemma that we're in. Can I tell you it is not God that needs to be woke up. It is not God that needs to be stirred to activity. It is not God that we have to rouse as we're trying to get some sleepyhead teenager out of the bed. Pull them and motivate them. God doesn't need to be awakened. For scripture tells us in Psalms 121 and 4. Behold he that keepeth Israel. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. God doesn't ever lay down. God doesn't ever close his eyes. God doesn't ever sit down in slumber and in sleep. God is always watchful, wakeful, attentive to every one of our needs and the crisis of every situation and every crisis of our heart. Can I tell you, your God's awake this morning. Your God's got His eyes wide. His eye has never left you. His eye has never been taken off of you. He has seen every forsaken Sabbath day. He has observed every abandoned commandment. He has watched every step in the wrong direction. My God is awake today. And if I need to get God up, I don't need to ask Him to put anything on because He's never taken anything off. Scripture tells us in Psalms chapter 93 and verse number 1, The Lord, He reigneth. He is clothed. He's never undressed. He's always clothed. Did He not tell Israel when they left Canaan or when they left Egypt, He said, I want you to eat the lamb with your garments on. Your sandals on. Because it represented the readiness of God. God is always clothed for movement. He's clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength. 
wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also established that it can not be moved. You don't ever knock at the throne room door of heaven. And God is somehow or another off the side of the throne room laying on a cot somewhere with his robes laid aside. And he says, just a minute now, just a moment, i got to get dressed. I, 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 you caught me off guard now. I need, to, I need to put my garment of majesty on. I need to put my garment of strength on. No, no, no. Anytime you come to the throne room door of heaven, God is awake and He's already dressed for activity. He's already clothed to move out. He's already got His garments of majesty on. He's already got His garment of strength on. He's ready to move. Oh, I wish I could tell somebody here today, my God stands ready. He stands prepared to move at a moment's notice. God is never asleep and He's never unclothed. He's always ready to act in my behalf. But God kind of turns the tables a little bit now. He shifts things. He said, we got this picture wrong. You're trying to get me up. You're trying to stir me. You're trying to get my eyes open. You're trying to get me to get prepared to engage in your life. He said, that's not the issue at all. And he comes back with his rebuttal in Isaiah chapter 52 and verse number 1. When he says, awake! Awake! Oh, Zion. He said, if there's anybody that's gone to sleep, if there's anybody that's laid aside their garment of preparedness, if there's anybody that has fallen into slumber, it's Zion. Zion! I need you to stir yourself. I need you to wake yourself up. I need you to get your garments of strength. Those beautiful garments of salvation. I need you to get them on. Because I want to do something in your life. Can I tell you it's not God that's gone to sleep. But I'll tell you who is. It's us. We've allowed ourselves to be be rocked to sleep. We've allowed the world to sing its lullabies of complacency and lethargy to us. We've allowed the world to put our soul into silence and cause us to lay down. We've allowed the world to cause us to take our armor, that helmet of salvation, that breastplate of righteousness, our loins girt about with truth, our shoes of the gospel of peace, our shield of faith, our sword of the Spirit. We've laid it aside as we've fallen into this slumber and the sleepiness of a world that we've allowed ourselves to be pulled into. And I feel the presence of Almighty God on a Sunday morning in January 2024 coming in amongst a congregation in Norman, Oklahoma saying, Wake up! Awake! Awake! 
Put on your garments. I'm ready. I'm ready for activity. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to do something. But I need Zion to get up. I need Zion to stir herself. I need Zion to put her garments on. I need Zion to get her strength back. Wake up. Kind of. Kind of hit, just don't, don't do it hard. Don't do it hard. Don't take any meanness out on anybody. Just kind of tap somebody and say, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. I, I said that because I, I didn't want anybody to have vengeance in the house. Just, just do it lightly. Wake up. Wake up. We got to stir ourselves a little bit. Because God, I believe we are at the moment where God is ready to work. I said, God is ready to work. Can I declare that here today? Can I even declare it prophetically? I believe God is ready to work. Hallelujah. Does anybody receive it here on the right-hand side? Anybody here in the middle? Anybody on the... Come on. God's awake. I said, God's awake. I said, God's awake. Awake, Zion. Awake, Zion. Awake, Zion. My God's ready to work. You see, in our, in our mess, turn to your neighbor and ask him, do you have a mess? In our mess, in our mess, we come to believe things. Touch, touch this thing right here. This mind. That, somebody say, that's my problem. Right there. That's my problem right there. I got a problem. They say confession is good for the soul. So I'm confessing. I got a problem. I got a problem. Some of y'all are afraid to do that right now, aren't you? I got a problem. I got a problem. It's right up here. And it's, it's the road I have journeyed has made my brain think different. It's made my mind think in a different way. I've, I've embraced things in my mind because of the, the path that I've journeyed. This slow movement away. The slight bend here. The slight neglect there. The slight abandoning of this, that, and the other. It's allowed me to come to some conceptions in my mind that I didn't intend to come to. This is what we've come to believe. We've come to believe our enemy that speaks to us. Look at Isaiah 51 and 23. That 51st chapter. He said those that afflict thee. This is what they've said. Those that afflict thee said bow down. That we may go over. And thou watch. And thou hast laid down thy body. As to the ground. As the street. And they went over. Said you've got yourself in such a mess. You've got yourself in such a mess that the enemy said, bow down. And you said, yes, sir. The enemy said, why don't you lay down and let us just run over you? And you said, I think I will. And you just laid down. No resistance, no pushback, no fussing, no, no, no bickering, no arguing. The enemy said, just lay down. And your mind has drifted so far that you just do it. You don't even think about it. You just lay down and succumb to the voice of the enemy because we've drifted from a God that's awake, a God that's clothed with garments, and we've begun to believe what our enemy has told us. And we've neglected what God's trying to tell us. Look at Isaiah 52 and 1. Awake! Awake! 
put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful, somebody say beautiful. Put on thy beautiful garments. Watch now. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. He said, you've come to believe what the enemy has said, but you have failed to believe what God has said. He said, I'm telling you, get up out of the dust. Get up out of that prison. Get up out of that place that has shackled you. Shake yourself. You see, God, we're waiting for God to do something miraculous when God is saying, I need you to wake up to some activity. I need you to shake yourself. Come on, somebody help me now. I, you gotta, come on, you got to shake yourself. Loose yourself. Come on, you got to loose yourself. We've come, we've, come, we've come to accept it. We've come to accept it. I'm just, I just got changed and I can't get my hands up. I've I, I got a heaviness on me. I can't get my head up. You don't know how long I've carried it. You don't know how long I've wrestled with it. You've come to believe the enemy and you've just laid down and let him run over you. And he's trying to stir us now to say, come on, I need you to get up. I need you to shake yourself a little bit. Shake off that stuff. Shake off that mess. Rise up out of the dust. Put on your garments because God and Zion is fixing to have a victory. I said God and Zion is fixing to have a victory. I need somebody at AWC to rise up right now and shake themselves. Loose themselves. I need somebody to get up out of the dust that the enemies made you lie down in. Get up. Come on, I feel a stirring. I feel a stirring of the Holy Ghost. Woo, come on, mama. Come on. Come on, wake up. Wake up. God's ready to work. God's ready to fight. Woo. Yes, 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 yes. Stir yourself now. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Don't just lie there. Don't just lie there. Don't be like the bride of the book of Song of Solomon. God's knocking on the door. Wake up. Hey, my dove. Wake up. Hey. Hey, you that are fairer than dove eyes. Wake up. You who possesses all beauty. Wake up. And somewhere from behind the door, a slumbering bride says, I done put my garments off. I've done laid them aside. How shall I put them on again? And he's standing at the door, and I feel it. He's standing at the door right now. Come on, AWC. I preached in Louisiana last weekend, but I'm not in Louisiana this weekend. I'm in Norman this weekend. So here, this pastor on this Sunday morning, he's telling somebody at AWC, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. I don't want the response to come back. 
sorry God we've already laid down we've already accepted the facts of life how can I get it on again somebody ought to rise up and say I may have taken it off but on this last Sunday of January I'm putting it back on I'm getting my garment come on somebody get your garment now I'm getting my garment I'm putting it back on I'm going to get my shoes back on we're going to get back out in the fight Somebody clap your hands and just shout a little bit right now. Come on, somebody lift your voice. Woo! Come on now. Somebody say, this is my problem. It's right here. Did you know, this this is going to come as an absolute revelation to some. Did you know that your mind is the most incredible Reservoir of resource anywhere in the world? Did you know your mind can contain more information? Somebody said, really? Your mind can contain more information than any computer in the world. They've not even made a computer yet that can contain the information that's in this brain right here. It's incredible. I read about a conductor of a symphony that it is said that he he was able to memorize every note of every musical instrument. Every single note of every musical instrument of the orchestra that he led in 250 symphonies and 100 operas. Now that blows my mind because I can't even remember where I put the button that fell off my coat this morning. And he remembers every single note. But I got, I got, I got some ability right here. What, what, what happens is this, as God stirs us, as God stirs our mind, He stirs our memory of yesterday. And it's what awakens me to my moment that I'm in right now. Go back and re- read it, Isaiah 51 and 9. Awake, awake. Now they're, they're, they're appealing to God. Put on thy strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake, watch. Awake as in the ancient days. In the generations of old. I like the next phrase. Art thou not it? Woo! Does anybody believe he's it? Come on, turn to your neighbor and give him a high five and say he's it. Come on. Art thou not it? That simply means there isn't anything else. Aren't thou not it? That's cut Rahab or Egypt, the proud one, and wounded the dragon. Aren't thou not it? That dried the sea, the waters of the great deep. That hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over. Can I tell you, the greatest thing you got stored right up here in your mind. It's what God's already done in your past. It's what He's already performed in your yesterdays. All you got to do is recall from this device 
that God gave you. You had a device before there was a device. When you recall from this device that God gave you, that I remember in days gone by that God has provided and God has supplied and God has met my need and God has seen me through. God, I may not have much right now and I may be in a mess. Things may be turned upside down but I know and I can remember what you have done in my past. I need somebody to help me now. Go down memory lane with me real quickly. Come on, recall in your mind. Recall somewhere one year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, 25, 50, whatever it might be. Go down memory lane and say, God, you're it that came through. You're the one that provided. You're the one that supplied. You're the one that met my need. You're the one that was always there. You're the one got to go down memory lane. God, we remember, we may not have much hope and faith in our present because that's future. But I've got memory of my past. I know what he's done. I know what he's done. I said, I know what he's done. Let me, let's, let's, just, let's just go down memory lane, okay? Let's do it. Does anybody remember? A few of you do. 26 years ago. When this north wall was a waterfall. And it wasn't for decoration. How many times the Metal studs in that wall had been replaced and sheetrock put back on it because the water just kept running in. Does anybody, anybody remember that Christmas of 2000? That flat roof, flat ceiling that sloped from somewhere up there to down there had a cross made out of fluorescent lights in the middle. Bob called me. It was a Wednesday night. We'd canceled church. Ice was everywhere. And he said, Pastor, he came by to turn the heat back. He said, Pastor, you better come over here and look. I slipped and slid across town. Walked in here. And that flat ceiling with that cross made out of fluorescent lights in the middle was like this. And water was running down the sides. He said, My God, what are we going to do? We'd throw, already thrown thousands of dollars at trying to new gutter system and all kinds of stuff on the roof, and it still wasn't fixing it. Still wasn't getting it done. Got an engineer in here, and those middle beams had dropped two foot. I got pictures of it. That center plate dropped, and it was buckled like that, and the beams that came in and weld on the side of it was popping loose. And uh, they said, you can't have church in there. That thing could come down at any time, drop, drop two foot. It was a mess. It was a mess. They, they said, well, I got to looking at it. They said, well, why don't we just take the roof off? We'll drop a new truss system in from above. And um, we'll, we'll get this thing fixed and going back. And discovered that when those beams fell, it pulled the side 
columns out of plumb and they were all bent out of shape. Insurance says, well, you know what? Y'all just need a new building. I said, you think? <laughs> they said, well, well why, don't, why don't we just tear it down to the slab and go up with a new one? I said, sounds good to me. Right. Let's just do that. And uh, then, then we, we got to figuring in that little insurance, nothing, nobody knew it. Had a little code updates in that insurance policy. You know, it said, said if, if, if you put seats back in here, you got to have certain length widths of aisles. We didn't have them. <laughs> you got to have certain widths of aisles. Well, we can't do that with the existing seating. Well, we'll have to buy you new pews. I said, well, that sounds all right to me. And if you build back, you don't have enough restrooms. So you, you, you're going to have to put in bigger restrooms. And, and well, how are we going to do that? Well, you're going to have to do this, this, and this. And, well, that's over and above the, 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 the replacement cost of the insurance. That comes under code updates. We'll just put your new restrooms back there since said, said it sounds good to me. God can take care of all that. And slowly but surely, out of this entire process, this entire process, somewhere over $300,000, with all of that that happened, several areas of this building, the one next door and this one upstairs, all of that, all of it was unfinished. It was incomplete, didn't have anything in it. Somehow between that insurance and a little help from God and, 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 and borrowing from the bank, we borrowed, we borrowed I think it was $60,000, $70,000, something like that. And, and we finished the entire property, finished it completely off, Got it all done. That was an absolute teetotal miracle because right. we didn't have a dollar to our name. Yeah. We didn't have any resources at all. At all. And yet God stepped in and provided for all of that. Put it all together. So I stood out here in the hall this morning. And I looked at that empty slab over there. <laughs> Trying to get an architect, an engineer, and a city all on the same page. And it's not just getting them all on the same page. It's, it's, it's getting their schedules all on the same page. It's not necessarily a fight over codes. It's, it's getting their schedules all on the same page. Get the architect going, the engineer can't work. Get the engineer going, the city can't work, or the architect can't work. It's, it's been a nightmare. Trying to get it all together. Got a little more activity this week. I'm sitting there looking at that slab. And I started drifting down memory lane and said, you know what, God? We was a year and a half in the fellowship hall with a kitchen in the corner. Anybody remember that? We packed 120 people in that fellowship hall. And it, it wasn't opened up like it is right now. We packed 120 people in that fellowship hall. And we was there a year and a half. And we thought we never was going to get this building up. We thought we never, there were, there were weeks that went by, absolute weeks, going into months, that there was absolutely zero activity, nothing happening. Contractor off doing another job somewhere. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at that slab, 
and, and, and just, you know, my, my brain. The devil gets to playing with this. This thing's my problem up here. You don't have that problem. You don't have that problem. But, but I do. I've got that problem. I confess it. i got that problem. Don't go talk to my wife because she'd tell me that I do have that problem. But, but I, I got that problem up here. And, and, and I, I sat there and looked at that slap this morning and said, you know what, God? If, if, if 23, whatever it is, years ago, now you put all that together and you brought it all to pass, there is nothing impossible with you right now. And I'm not going to lay down. I'm not going to let the enemy run over me. I'm not going to let... I'm not going to take off my garments. I'm going to rise up out of this and say, you know what? My God is standing ready for action. He's standing ready to come through. He's got a miracle. He's got this, he's got this way all mapped out. Come on, does anybody believe that now? I need somebody to get up out of the dust with me now. Come on, I need somebody to get up out of the dust. I need somebody to rise up and just shake it off a little bit now. Come on, my memory says... My memory says God got us through before. He's going to get us through now. I was at our district planning retreat this weekend. And uh, Brother Rick Flowers from, uh, from Mesquite, Texas was speaking. And he was talking about their transition to their building when they was building. And they had to sell their building where they were at downtown Dallas. And he said, he said it took, took them 13 years to sell that building downtown Dallas he said I kept thinking God when's it going to happen but 13 years went by now we're not waiting 13 years but 13 years went by but God came through can I tell you time is not a factor to God time is not an issue with God God Come on now, does anybody believe God's on the throne? Does anybody believe that God's awake? Does anybody believe that God can do anything, anywhere, at any time? All i got to do is get up and wake up to the possibilities that my God is in control. My God's got His hand on this. My God can get us through. Come on, does anybody remember what He's done? Can I get a witness on this right-hand side? Anybody in the middle? How about it on the left? Come on, is there any miracles happened over here? Is there any miracles happened right here? How about it? Has there been any prayers answered? Get up out of the dust. Uh, come on, shake it off. Wake up to the possibilities of a God that's able to come through. He's able to provide. He's able to supply. He's able to put it all together. Somebody clap your hands and just shout. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in the house. Come on, we're on a dawn for revival. We're on a dawn for a harvest right now. Somebody ought to believe it like you've never believed it before. Clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Magnify Him. Glorify Him. Somebody ought to praise Him. Come on, we don't need to wake up God. He needs to wake us up. Somebody get up, put on your strength. Put on your garment. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, somebody stand and just shout a little bit right now. We need to raise a praise in this house, across this building. Come on, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up to God. Wake up to what God can do. Wake up to what God can perform. Wake up. Come on, stir yourself. Put on your garments. Put on your strength. Let Him put salvation on your back. Hallelujah. God's in charge. Woo! There's nothing like, there's nothing like getting dressed and getting prepared. You get up in the morning and get together and get your clothes on. Put them on. Come up here. Let Tolly come here, buddy. You went to bed at night. Take your coat off, buddy. There you go. You went to bed at night. There you go. You went to bed at night. Go ahead, just have a seat there. Kind of lay down. Just lounge out. Just lounge out. There you go. There you go. You went to bed at night. Took the garments off. And you laid down. And that's kind of where we're at. We've just laid down. We've taken our garment of strength, our garment of praise, our garment of worship, and we've laid it aside. But I'm hearing a knock from God this morning. Wake up. Remember what I've done. Remember how I've worked. Wake up, buddy. Wake up. It's time to stir yourself a little bit. Time to, time to wake up. We're getting ready for something. We're getting ready. Come on. Now put on your strength. Put on your garment of praise. Put on your garment of worship. Put on your garment. There you go. Get all ready. Come on. There you go. Fasten it up there, buddy. Get it all together. Put on your strength. Put on your praise. Get it together. We're ready. We're ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. Come on. I wish somebody would do it with me now. Come on. Put your strength on. Come on. Come on, I feel him. I feel him coming down the aisle right now. Come on, I feel him coming down the aisle. Come on, get your garment on. Get your garment of strength on. Wake up now. Wake up now. Wake up now. Get your garment of praise on. Come on. Come on. Remember what God's done. Remember how he's worked. Come on, put it on. Put it on. Put it on. You've laid it aside long enough. Wake up. Wake up. God's going to work. God's going to get the job done. Lift your hands and just shout a little bit to the Lord right now. I need you to take off physically or mentally in your mind right now. I need you to take mentally off any heaviness right now. I need you to take off any of those thoughts and those thinkings and those feelings of your mind. I need you to take it off right now. I want you to do it in Jesus' name. I want you to take it off because I'm hearing a knock at the door from God. And He's asking us to put back on our garment of worship, our garment of praise. It was so good to see some dancing here this morning. It was so good to see some folks in the aisle. We need to get it back on. I said we need to get it back on. It was so good to see a little movement around the building. We need to get it back on. Come on now. Come on now. 
I need somebody right now. You're ready for God to work. You're ready for God to work. You feel a stirring in the Holy Ghost. I want you to step out of your pew, out into the aisle and make your way. And as you do so, I want you to put on your garment of strength. I want you to put on your garment of praise. You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. You can call us at 405-329-1285 or email us at info at awcnorman.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.